0: Welcome to Technado!
1: Technado! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of TechNato. I'm your host, Sophie Goodwin. Looking forward to jumping into some more tech news this week. We're going to talk a little bit more about some developments in the world of Apple. We're also going to be talking about uh, Barracuda and revisiting some of the stuff we talked about last week. So that's going to be fun. And with me, of course, is Don Pizzette. How are you today, Don?
2: I am doing great. You know, it it was a bit of a slow news week because uh, we had the big Apple announcement last week and all the other companies competing. But you know, the world of security didn't let us down. It's a total debacle out there, and we're going to have fun talking about it.
1: And, of course, there's there's Dan over there. Hi. Hello. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Yeah, Dan's, Dan's dealing with a little bit of a sore throat today. So. It's
0: not sore. It's just like it's, uh, I don't know, like I've got laryngitis or something. I feel like the uh, the Knights Templar from, um, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yes, Indiana Jones. like, he has chosen
1: poorly.
2: That, that's how I feel. I can see that or oh, hear that I'll
1: add it to the list yeah I haven't seen that one yet oh, oh my
2: God. gosh how do you not see I an Indiana know. Jones film That one's I've
1: seen I saw crusade. Temple of Doom it's not in Temple of Doom the last it was, r- okay. it's the last crusade because I would have remembered that yeah. okay yeah I saw Temple of were Doom were there and that any was
0: it. Knights Templar and the Kali cult I don't <laughs> maybe <laughs> you never they, know they could
1: be inclusive you don't know
0: could have converted yeah
1: <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll add it to the list, and I'm sure I'll probably have several more movies to add to my list by the now end of the year. you're just
2: episode. lying, though. You're not going to watch any of
1: them. Oh, I have a list. I didn't <laughs> say I was going to watch them. You, you act like have you list. have something to
0: do when you go home other than <laughs> watch movies. You and your wife. Wow.
1: <laughs> I thought you said my wife for a second. I was like, yeah, actually, I've got a whole family at home that you don't know about.
0: <laughs> 17 kids. i <laughs>
1: just trying to put food on the table. That's right. Well, I, I do have a list. I didn't say I was going to watch all of them, but I do have a list. So we'll see what I come up with by the end of this episode. But for now, I did say we were going to revisit a little bit of of news in Apple-topia. I don't know. Apple-land. Because we did spend <laughs> quite a bit of time talking about uh, some Apple developments last week because of that conference that happened. But this article comes to us from Mac Rumors. It says, Apple makes developer betas free to download and install. So... As long as you have an Apple ID, you can enroll in the free version of the developer program, right? And you get access to beta releases. Sounds pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And uh, and just for the record, like the official name of the segment is now Appletopia. <laughs> 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 I think that one's going to stick. Great. Uh, you know, with all the big Apple announcements last week, some of which were kind of neat, we, we talked about. New York or... Big Apple. Okay. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There really weren't any big announcements out of New York that I'm aware okay. of. Yeah. Well, good. But uh, <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> uh, we had macOS Sonoma and all that stuff that was announced, and that's all cool. But there was one announcement. It kind of went under the radar. In fact, I didn't notice it until after we had already filmed the podcast. We were able to bring it in last week. Steve Jobs uh, back from the dead. <laughs> I'm sure they're working on that. Like that's the that's, that real reason behind the AI and VR push. Yeah, that's it. Just to, to rebuild Steve Jobs. Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'll be some weird nightmare scenario. <laughs> he realizes he's alive again, starts peeling the flesh from his body.
2: It'll that's be like a man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow. Um, <laughs> the announcement is up until up until WWDC this year if you wanted to try the beta versions of macOS you had to have a developer account and the developer account cost $100 a year if you publish apps for iOS or macOS iPadOS all of it you need the developer account it's 100 bucks right you pay it you get access well i always thought it was a little frustrating because if you were a system administrator, like if you were responsible for supporting Macs in a school or business, you kind of want to get a hold of these OSs early so that if people start installing them, you can test whether your software is working. And to charge you 100 bucks for that just seemed a little off. Well, apparently Apple finally reached the decision point where they said, hey, we're going to just make it where anybody with an Apple ID can download the betas and early release versions for free. And so that's happened already. Now you don't have to pay 100 bucks a year anymore. And uh, and off you go.
0: I was reading the comment section of that article. And your mind exploded?
2: It did. It did. Uh,
0: it was like that scene from um, RoboCop 2 when they were testing the new RoboCops. <laughs> 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 and then Steve Jobs showed up and he was one of the testees. Yeah. Anyway, that didn't work out. Uh, but no, I was reading how people were saying that it's like, it's about time. Like, welcome to the 21st century kind of thing. like. Why has this always been 100 bucks? and how people are you know, splitting the bill between their friends so that they can have access to this? And it's like people want and how they think it will actually increase adoption of macOS because then people have more access
2: to it. I don't know that I'd agree with that. Not um, i agree or disagree. Yeah. With that's what they were saying. Yeah, I, yeah. As far as like improving access, because when you when you buy a Mac or an iPhone or whatever, you get the OS for free. And the upgrades have always been for free, and, until they get to a point where they no longer support you. So I don't know that the betas would necessarily change that. Although it, it did make me think, like the people that build Hackintoshes, yeah, it was always a struggle for them to get a copy of Mac OS. This would be a way, except it's now all built on Apple's M2 processor. Maybe uh, that's right because they're ditching Intel altogether. Right? So maybe that's why they held off. Because like during the Intel days, if anybody could download it, they could throw it on their yeah. Intel machine.
0: I was seeing that people were saying that. Um this will be a security positive because now people will stop getting it from shady forums and dark net markets oh,
2: that's true. And, tor- yeah.
0: and torrents and stuff. So now they can go straight to the source, know that it's legit, file sigs and all that other good stuff, and no more, oh, no, this was a scam.
2: Yeah, and uh, there's some other benefits. Maybe uh, I'm thinking about me personally. Let's be selfish <laughs> yeah, about this. Is uh, in our in two our for <laughs> in our day job, we actually do have a, an iOS app that gets published. So we have a developer account for that, and I'll log in with that developer account to download the betas. And you know, it's a sensitive account because if somebody were to get those credentials, they could potentially modify our published app. Uh, so I I shouldn't use it that way, but I totally do, ah. and and now I don't have to. So so there we go. We should speak to the head of technology. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that guy know what he's doing. Yeah. It's
2: funny
1: despite using Apple products, like I have an iPhone, it I don't pay much attention to stuff like this when it comes out. It's more just like if my phone works, I'm happy, and that's all that I really needed to do. Welcome to
0: ninety nine point nine 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 percent of users. That's yeah. true
1: because if it, if it can make calls and whatever i need it to do then that's you know i'm not going to get a new phone unless it's like dying but it's funny or because they put it out in
0: you know rose gold
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know me. Six thousand dollars, absolutely. Yeah,
0: sign but me up. But
1: it's funny to see people you only like need
0: one kidney, right?
1: <laughs> You've got me like reading the the forums now, like of all the comments. Oh And, stuff, yeah. and it's kind of funny to see peop- like people's input on it. And this guy was like, "We desperately needed this after a year and a half of nonstop L's," and it just has me wondering, like, what was going on <laughs> in the world of Apple that was like nonstop just L after hey, remember L. Remember that
0: after Robocop L. testing I was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that
2: scene? Go look that up. <laughs> After 15 developers <laughs> died. When the, dude, when the
0: one dude pulled his helmet off and just screamed <laughs> and fell over dead.
1: Ah, oh, man. Yeah. That's funny. That was the Steve Jobs. It's
2: entertainment. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Comedy gold, it sounds like. I have not seen RoboCop 2. Haven't uh. seen RoboCop 1. Uh, come to that. Was
0: it you that was telling me that RoboCop 1 was the first movie rated X for violence?
2: You know, so you and I were talking about this a while back because I thought you were the one who told me, well, and right. you thought I told I you. I could so have we, you told me. We don't know who originated that, but yeah, uh, it's a paradox. It was the first film rated X for violence, and they had to do an edit to get it down to R. Yeah. Uh, you know, much like we do a Technado, though, <laughs> <but> <laughs> For, for <laughs> You guys, you get yeah. a one-hour episode of Technado each week, but we throw away like four hours of footage. That's right. I mean, we have
0: I'm 10x over beating the record for most fake blood used in a podcast it's crazy <laughs> yeah.
1: are we sure about that our that's dry cleaning
2: bill <laughs> is yeah, the roof yeah, that's why
1: some of these episodes Daniel makes limited appearances because yeah. we just have to cut out <laughs> yeah. most of them. <laughs> you, you. that's why this is going to be a new uh, whenever we get these articles. Now I'm going to start reading all the forum comments and just wasting my whole day just reading is, what yeah, other people it think. Will, it will totally, totally waste time. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> c- it's like what close to 200 comments or something like that. So I could spend the whole day doing that. But okay, but as long as you have an Apple ID, you can roll in the free version. You can get access to beta releases. This sounds like a pretty pretty fair trade i think that's pretty neat it's um, free will i use it probably not but for people <laughs> that yeah. will congratulations i'm happy for you
2: yeah I'm, I'm definitely thinking administrators people that manage mac networks just a chance to try a new version before it starts rolling out to people's computers especially if you do bring your own device is really handy and then when you get everything
0: figured out they make a bunch of changes right before they release they do that and you're totally hosed anyway so yeah, yeah. it's
1: fun yeah it's uh, a little game they like to play I love that pessimistic (laughs) outlook. You're either right or pleasantly surprised. It it only comes from
0: years of experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're just cynical and bitter, that's all. It's just years of experience. Don't worry. This is it's your future. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You'll
1: get there. The, the light will slowly <laughs> yeah, disappear right. from my eyes. The death of the just. With each episode, my whole <laughs> future. Slowly diminishes. kisses
0: you on the cheek <laughs> <laughs> as you r-
2: remove your helmet, screaming. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to get her what? a robot cop helmet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you buy that. Yeah. It's on Etsy, I'm I sure. I
0: have that. Though.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we we go from a pretty positive article. It seems like it's pretty great news uh, to decidedly an, an <laughs> anger-infused article. <laughs> this this one comes from Ars Technica, uh, clearly predatory. That's in quotes. Western Digital sparks panic, <laughs> anger for age-shaming HDDs. So I'm not laughing at the news. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> your no, reaction. I mean, the fact
0: that Don is
1: <laughs> looking up <laughs> Robocop
2: helmets <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Etsy, oh uh,
0: there is no shortage of <laughs> Robocop helmets to be
2: had. Oh man! Wow. There are, look at wow. it, there's the dude, uh, we'll it's the dude screaming. Like oh <laughs> man! Wow! That is just <laughs> oh, the internet is an awesome magical oh, it place. Really is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's made
0: all wow. my wildest dreams come true.
1: <laughs> That's so specific. Uh, that is fun. Wow!
0: So somebody was so predatory, <laughs>
1: so so right? Somebody. Yeah. So what I uh, heard wrong of you, wrong yeah. movie, wrong movie. So it's it does say clearly predatory. So I guess what happened is that owners of a specific hard drive from Western Digital are given a warning label telling them they need to consider replacing their drive soon at like, I think three years of use. Uh, and because of that, some people are accusing Western Digital of age shaming, which I thought, <laughs> I, d- I thought that was like a workplace thing. Like if you discriminate against somebody because they're old, like that's a bad thing or they're older, I guess. I did not realize that you could do that. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty certain you cannot shame an inanimate object. Uh, Th-
0: so this is a straight up clickbait. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but but what they're reporting on is actually happening. And so Western Digital is doing something a little bit shady and they. They've not had the cleanest track record the last couple of years. After their whole SMR deal with the um, shipping hard drives with a different performance rating than what the box said, like that, they've had some scandals in so the last year or two. Lying to your customer
0: base is not considered a good practice.
2: Uh, as long as it's in their best interest, ah, and their best interest is that Western Digital makes more money and stays in business. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's so It's right. a given. Seems absolutely right. But uh, in this case, what's going on is now these are these are spinning discs. And it's their Western Digital Red Plus drives, which are designed to go into NAS, you know, network attached storage. Uh, and basically, you plug them into these systems, you turn them on, and you just let the system run and run and run. And in the olden days, it was pretty standard for hard drives to come with a three-year warranty. And if you just went to Best Buy and bought one off the shelf, it came with a one-year warranty. So, you know, things have changed over time. Now, most drives only have a one-year warranty, but the premium ones are usually still like a three-year well, what Western Digital is doing is now when the drive hits that three-year mark, regardless of whether there's any problem with the drive or not, it will start popping a warning message saying, hey, this drive is over three years old, you're at risk. And, you know, you can look at that and say that's pretty sleazy behavior because it it, it may make people think they need to replace a disc that is uh, that is is technically good. But I can actually see both sides on this one, and I— I've worked in some environments where we had massive amounts of hard drives, like thousands of hard drives. And when you've got a SAN, and I, so I'm not talking about a NAS, I'm a little little higher end, right? So when you're on a storage area network, a SAN, uh, and you've got a thousand hard drives that have been spinning 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for three years, and you shut that SAN down for maintenance, you power mm-hmm. it off and you power it back on, it is a given you are losing some drives, right? Like spinning discs, once they get up and spinning, they'll stay spinning practically forever, five, seven years, it'll keep going. But the moment you shut them off and the motor has to spin that disc back up, that's when you're going to have your failure. And I I can say this truthfully without uh, uh, hyperbole or or inflation or whatever, uh, I have literally never shut a sand down and turned it back on without losing at least one drive. That's just, that's always, <laughs> how I just count for it. I, I count on it. Like I, I will not shut down a sand. If it's got a failed hard drive, I got to wait for recovery first.
0: Yeah. I thought this was a, a very odd article. Cause I'm like, I, I feel like there's two sides of this that here's Western digital. Uh, what appearance like take it from their side of things. Uh, let's say, yes, they're, they're all about making money or that's fine. There's nothing wrong with making money. Um, if, let's say that their drives were failing after three years and they didn't say anything to you. Would we be reading an article that said, Western Digital chucks customer you know integrity to the fire because they don't give a damn <laughs> that your drives fail. And then they laugh at your horrendous <laughs> uh, you know thing that's going on and they sell a bunch of other drives. Uh, I feel like this was a lose-lose situation for them. Yeah.
2: Damned if they did and damned if they didn't. Although I, I think your second scenario is just what people expect of hard drive companies. It's true, right? <laughs> I
0: think so, that's so what you're saying is this might actually have been a, a positive thing that they were attempting to do to say, "Hey, it's been about three years. Might want to think about putting a hot spare on this on the shelf." Yeah, because you never know. This thing's probably getting close to end of
2: life. I think of it as like a like your car, right? You buy a brand new car right. and it's got a warranty, yep. and it you know might be uh, what is it like three years, thirty thousand miles, or something, whatever the standard yeah. warranty is. When that time is up, the car is still good. You can still drive it, but your warranty's out. Right. And it's not like Ford or. Toyota or whoever is going to call you. Well, no, that's not true. They call they the hell an out of you. Extended warranty. Yeah, yeah, they want to extend it. That's right. Uh, Western Digital, I don't think, does that. Dell does, like Dell and HP, they'll extend the warranty so on our So In
0: my early days, my years back when I was a younger man looking for work and doing whatever I could, you still
2: had that glimmer of hope yeah, in your eye. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like Sophie does. I still. got uh, <laughs> finagled into
0: selling Kirby vacuum cleaners. All right. I'm like, all right, cool. I'd never been a salesperson before, so this was a, an interesting experience for me. And one of the sales tactics that we would use when we were demonstrating the vacuum was, what vacuum cleaner do you have now? I've got a Hoover or I've got a whatever that I bought at Walmart. Okay, cool. Did it come with a warranty? It did. How long is the warranty for? A year, maybe two, maybe three. Uh, So we give you a lifetime warranty on the Kirby, and that's why they're still running around. And they are more expensive, but you get to get them serviced for life. They should last you for life what your Hoover is telling me is that they don't expect that thing to last a year because that's as far as they warranty it. Are we seeing the same thing here?
2: Maybe. Yeah. Now, uh, this also specifically applies to spinning discs, which have typically a higher failure rate. Um, a lot of people started moving their workloads over to, to solid state. And so this is not so much a concern there. Although solid state has its own problems too, with eventually exceeding its rights and so on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily blame Western Digital for doing this. It'd be different if they said, this drive is over three years old, it's no longer supported. Yeah, you must buy another one now. Right. Yeah. That, that would be a different story. But if they're just warning you that the drive is old, well, it is. It's, it's past that point. And three years is a long time for a spinning disc. Now, I read in the article, though, that they did say
0: that, like, if you're like, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to follow the advice. I'm going to buy a new disc. And I'm going to replace this one disc because it's X, Y, or Z old. You have to, like, you can't just break the discs at that, at that point you have to tell it, like you have to like suppress the warning because it won't let you change the disc with the warning active. So there, there is a little bit of administrative (laughs) Hmm. like, yes, annoyance (laughs) that you'd have to do to actually make that work. So I don't know what they're expecting. If that is the case, like how do I make that warning go away so I can change the disc and break the, you know, um, so if I've got an array of some kind, um,
2: what, what do you want me to do there? Western apparently Digital. switched to Seagate drives yeah, or something else. Sophie, did you see anything good in the uh, Peanut Gallery? <laughs> <So> the yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I was gonna ask. This might Western be Digital <laughs> gave me cancer <laughs> this <laughs> twice. <laughs> this might be an obvious question, but I'm it wasn't some the nice kind. <laughs> somebody, some the nice kind of cancer, yeah. <laughs> benign. Do you mean well, like a benign tumor?
0: Me no, I, I can tell you some cancers you don't want to get for sure.
1: Anyway, so <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I like how Don is like,
1: and we'll
2: stop there. Uh, I was like to Sophie's point, so is there one you want to get? Like <laughs> let me put it this way. If you had a choice, you would definitely you would choose do. another. Gotcha.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I totally understand. I'll explain so it to you later then. I'm sure you I'm sure you will. Somebody had mentioned that their their backup drive is eleven years old or around eleven years old. And nearly four years of power-on time. So, in the article, and again, this might be an obvious question, but in the article it says after three years of power-on time, that's when you get this uh, this label. So it's just like th- three years worth of runtime.
2: Oh, that's interesting. So, it, it, you know, like a, a three-year warranty is not uncommon with hard drives, but measuring three hours of runtime. That's interesting. Yeah, three hours. Oh, sorry, not three, three hours. Three years. Oh. Three years. It like shows yeah. <laughs> power on hours.
1: It says, yeah, they're yeah. getting a warning stamp mm. once their power on hours count hits the three year mark. So, so it's not, not just like just the. Y- not
0: just like of, it's not just like it's not just checking runtime. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: Supposedly, as, that's, as soon as you
0: yeah. power it on for the first time, it goes okay. There's start. Weird. And now it's been three years from now. Here's your warning, even
1: Supposedly. if you've
0: only run that disc
2: a few. But when you when you turn the disc off. But if you're the using it for stops, a NAS, right? it is a NAS
0: drive, right? It's not
2: like yeah. it's a... I mean, you'd, you'd want to leave it on all the it time. It would be
0: on all the time. Yeah. At least that I would be the case. I didn't know if there was
1: there was an important distinction or anything, because somebody had mentioned, like, well, mine's 11 years old, but so it's... So
0: network-attached know?
2: storage, like, usually runs 24-7, right, 365.
0: It's one, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. It's a weird, uh, it a weird thing for them to call out, and weirder, like, for them to track that, for a drive to track its own... I know the higher end. There's probably an that, exploit in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Intel's <laughs> Manage Engine. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, just
1: just a curiosity question. I <laughs> I just was wondering if there was a reason they pointed that out, but maybe not. Who knows? We'll, <laughs> we'll get a cease and desist from them. Stop making fun of us.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I can see both sides of this argument, so I I, I don't want to like call out Western Digital on it too much, but you know, hey, there's other hard drive manufacturers. You can always switch to Seagate and I think whoever this else.
0: This a big deal, honestly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like whoop-de-do. So they warn you. <laughs> hey listen some people that are setting up network attached storage might not understand
1: well you heard it here okay
0: that's true you know i'll ask i checked the onus was on the consumer right i have to do my research by unless you okay. sold me a lemon there are lemon laws for those reasons it's up to me to do my research and buy the right product
2: well there we go
0: right caveat emptor yeah caveat emptor that's it Beware. Okay, you
1: guys know I don't speak French.
0: <laughs> so French so is like a weird twisted form of Latin, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Right?
1: I didn't mean I didn't mean to put us on a tangent. I'm sorry.
0: Then shush.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not allowed to speak okay. if you don't want us to turn it and twist I it. I thought
1: everywhere. you were losing your voice. <laughs> losing you your think mind. that'll
0: stop me? Don't think it'll stop me. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, you guys are both uh, pretty invested in, in Linux. like You guys both have a lot of knowledge, I would think, on Linux. I own the company. More than I do. To me, it's a lot. <laughs> so Sorry. so maybe you will have something to say about this next one, because this next one has to do with Linux. Uh, it comes from OMG Ubuntu, which is such a fun name for a new site. And it says, Ubuntu 18.04. I'm, I'm probably yep. saying that wrong. General support ends. Enable ESM to stay protected. So general support's ending for Ubuntu 18.04. But if you're still using it, it's expanded security maintenance, and that'll give you like an additional several years of security updates?
2: Yeah. So uh, we actually reported on Ubuntu or Canonical's new program for ESM that they launched uh, It was at the end of last year, at the end of 2022. So it was a little bit back that we reported on it and you know, they have their long-term support releases that they do any release. That's an even numbered year followed by April. The dot is a long-term support release, which means they're going to support it for six years. Well, the eighteen point oh four, or wait, five years. I gotta get the numbers right because we're in twenty twenty three right now, so it's five years. So I can count mm-hmm. a potato. So was I right in the first place? With six years? You might, well,
1: I'm, if I'm it was released in twenty eighteen, then it would be five years this year. Yep.
2: Yeah. So this was April of twenty eighteen. That's the eighteen point oh four, and it's reached its end of general support. So if you're just an average Joe that downloaded Ubuntu eighteen point oh four and installed it on a computer stuck it in your closet and then forgot about it because you know that's it, probably it's what you Linux do. and it'll just run. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's fine. But the next time you go to run some updates, it's going to fail to do the updates because it's no longer in mainstream support. So here's the exact scenario that Canonical designed the ESM program around. Now, if you've forgotten what the ESM is, I don't blame you because most people didn't bother with it. Uh, But it's free for regular users that are managing up to five computers. You can go sign up for an ESM account, and that will get you two years, or is it three, two or three years of extra service to continue to update that system and keep it running. Now, if you have more than five computers, that's where you need to subscribe and you pay for that support. So the idea is that a home user shouldn't be impacted by this. It's just free. They get a few extra years of support. But if you're a company or an enterprise that has a lot of systems to play with 18.04, then you just need to to pay a little extra to keep that support or move to the completely free 20.04 or 22.04 or... You know, the next one would be 24.04. Like, every two years, they release a new LTS version. So this is just that new release cycle, and if you've got 18.04 in your environment, you either need to be thinking about migrating to a newer version of the OS or enrolling in the ESM program.
0: Donna, your experience, would you say that it is just a good practice to always be doing some sort of side-by-side upgrade so that you can
2: stay in that pocket of support? So in... In today's day and age, right? It's the year 2023. uh, To me, there is no place for in place upgrades anymore. Right. Remember, we used to do that. You'd have uh a. Windows Server 2003 machine, and you'd in place upgrade it to the next version, and sometimes it works (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: that's scary as hell. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. Talk about some long weekends trying to get that crap working again. Mm -hmm. And Linux isn't much different. Like, you can do an in place upgrade from 18.04 straight up to 20.04, and sometimes it works, right? But not all the packages come over. Version numbers are different, things break. In today's age of virtual machines and containers and all of that, you shouldn't be doing in-place upgrades. That it's you, you deploy a second system and move your data over. Even if this is running on bare metal, right? Like if you installed eighteen point oh four, then you're talking about bare metal hardware that's five years old. So it's probably time to upgrade that hardware anyway. Uh, so yeah, I. I, I I will do an in place upgrade if I absolutely have to. Right. But you can be but damn sure. I'm yeah. um, backing that up and you know, got a, a way to be able to recover if that upgrade fails because it will. Yeah. <laughs> Man,
0: I got to where I was taking, I had two servers. One was like test for doing various testing for updates or whatever the case is and going with new software. And then one that was production. I got to where I would eventually like flip test into production and then the, the old production became the test server. And we would just kind of go back and forth until hardware was, and then you migrate yeah. hardware. Yeah. And it just becomes that's that's kind of the job. It's kind of how you make that go that we can stay right in that nice pocket. If you got plenty of time to make sure everything's going to work, no one's going to get their hair on fire. If it doesn't, because it's at that point, it's just an update server. It's up or a test server. Once everything is is running and clicking, flip it over. Now it's the production server. It's just a stinking DNS record, most likely, uh, switch everybody no one even no one even loses a ping to the dang thing yeah and you're off to the races it's just a smart way to go and you're not paying anything for the operating system because it's a mm. fun
2: yeah here's your you know here's your chance to keep that support going easy yeah. easy migration path yeah. and uh but you know, if you don't plan right you plan to fail that is a plan, plan to fail
1: wow what? you really are a dad wise a man,
2: man. Mm-hmm. go to your room <laughs> Wise man once said, "I haven't
1: said. been. I, I gotta. I haven't earned that that yeah. right here yet in this office. I don't have a room yet. Yeah. I have a desk. <laughs> so, so there was somebody. Uh, the guy that wrote the article had said uh, he thinks of ESM as more of a, a crutch for people that can't upgrade to a newer version if they're not able to, but not a reason to not upgrade at all. Yeah. Is there any reason why, other than just literally for whatever reason, not being able to upgrade, is there any reason why you would choose to say like nah? I'm gonna stick with the distro that oh, I know.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like." um I used to have these uh, Riverbed appliances. Well, actually, there were some... I had a couple of devices Mm -hmm. like this. where You buy an appliance, right? And so the appliance is... Maybe it's an intrusion detection system or uh, the one I'm thinking of was an IDS or the Riverbed was actually a a WAN optimization thing. Uh, And it ran Linux, right? But I didn't have the full ability to do whatever I wanted with it. I, I had to run a supported version of Linux by that vendor, And so, if Riverbed, which they've been acquired since then, I I forget who owns them, Juniper or somebody, um, that if Riverbed didn't support 20.04, I had to stay on 18.04 or or whatever, right? Uh, And so, in those scenarios, you might have a vendor that's got you locked in, or maybe you have some proprietary in-house developed software and industrial control
0: systems. Oh yeah, yeah, right. They get developed. I mean, there's stinking water power plants out there that are running Windows NT4. That, yes, sad that, but true. That is right now.
2: That That is running. That operating system is how old, Don? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, NT4 came out in, like, 1997. Yeah. Uh, but you still see OS2 on ATM machines. Yeah, right. Which is nuts. Yeah. And therefore,
0: mm. yeah, and that does suck. And someone could rob your, your ATM. But uh, I think of the power grid going out, and that seems scary. That seems very bad. Yeah. Right? So they have to... To secure these things, you can't update it because if I turn the machine off, what happens? You stop having power because the machine runs the power plant. True. Right? So it's not like you can just go, well, we'll just turn this off and upgrade it. Okay. Right? So now that's like, okay, we've got this built-in infrastructure that cannot be shut off ever. Ever. We have to now start building new infrastructure so that one day this can die because it will. And until then, we secure it by building fences around it. Right, okay, yeah. secondary security controls to try to keep it as safe as possible. And that's something you can do as well if you're running Ubuntu 18.04. You can make sure it has an IDS and everything, that very strict firewall rules to help keep it protected, only, you know, services, all that standard security business that we should be probably doing anyway. And you just make sure they're very strict access to that machine until you can get that. Uh, update occurred
1: okay there you go i was just curious just just interested if other than just not being able to. If there was a reason, somebody would be like, I'm just not going to update because I don't feel like it. So Yeah, sometimes
2: they <laughs> Some people do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're called admins. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it's not broke, don't fix yeah, it, that's right. <laughs> right? Don't touch that, Billy.
1: Get your hands off
0: that boy. I'll smack the spit right out of your mouth. <laughs> <And> servers,
2: <laughs> the server has like a 700-day uptime. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> yeah. Remember, they used to try to say, well, look, that's a
0: good thing. Look how great this machine is. I didn't have to turn it off. It's like, yeah, that's what it
2: is. Oh. <laughs> I had a, a buddy who was a, an engineer at Sun Microsystems, and oh yeah. he was uh, insufferable. Like <laughs> about uptime, I I, I don't even know what the reboot thing is. Like I, we don't even have a reboot command. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> yeah. sure you do. Where's yeah. that thing at? <laughs> 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 I'll reboot it. <laughs>
1: uh, he's, he's watching this with a single tear down <laughs> yeah. <out> his cheek, <laughs> with his
0: Spark server still running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, that, I think, is going to wrap the tech news segment of our show. (laughs) Not that this isn't fun. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, but we'll be right back with our security news segment, so don't go away. Stay tuned for more TechNado. Tired of trying to schedule your team's time around in-person learning? Isn't it a bummer to spend thousands of dollars on travel for professional development? What if we said you can save money and time and still provide your team with the best training possible? The answer to your woes is live online training from ACI Learning. With live online training, we provide our top in-person courses in private, online, instructor-led formats. You get to provide professional development in a manner that fits today's expectations. Entertaining, convenient, and effective. Our exam-aligned courses inspire the full potential of your team. Visit virtual instructor-led training at ACI Learning for more info. Welcome back for more TechNATO. We wrapped up our tech news uh, segment in the last half of the show. We're going to get into some security news, and we might even see some familiar names that we... I've wait, about
0: wait, no, go ahead. Never mind. Okay, just kidding.
1: Daniels <laughs> here. To, he's here to upset I'm me. Just that's why. Up.
0: I'm throwing rocks in her pond today. I just I
1: wait every week for the thing that he says that's gonna break me, and I never know what it's gonna be. But yeah. He always says something. So before we get into all of that, before that happens, uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into our first segment. I've gotta prepare myself for this. <clears throat> Don't. <laughs> Do- Don't.
0: I love how you commit to it every yeah. time.
1: I got to, I got to practice. Got to yeah. get better. Everybody. Dedication. I can't do a full Homer Simpson impression, but I'm getting there. You're working on. So, so this article comes to us from Security Week. It says new Move It vulnerabilities found as more zero-day attack victims come forward. So this kind of ties into. Um, we're going to talk about something a little bit later. Get more specific with this, but we did you guys talk at all about Move It while I was gone about that stuff that was kind of going on with that? You did know, I missed that conversation.
2: We, we didn't, and uh, and I I had to take uh, take. Credit, blame, whatever <laughs> for <didn't> this. predict <laughs> the future? Uh, when when the news on Move It first broke, uh, I did not select it for us to talk about here on the podcast because I looked at it and I was like, well, who the hell uses Move It? <laughs> 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 I, had, I had never even heard of this product. And uh, at that point, you know, a little dubious over what the scope is, like how many companies can be affected by a product that... And, and this is my hubris, right? If I haven't heard of it, then <laughs> it can't possibly <laughs> be The useful. great and mighty Don <laughs> Pizzette. But, yeah. but I don't know everything, as is proven each and every week. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but today, uh, uh, move it. Uh, two things, right? So first off, we've learned a lot more about it. So now we actually know what's going on, which is good. And secondly... It affected some really big companies. There were some big organizations that were using it. Now, the type of tool is inherently dangerous. Uh, and so I'm surprised a lot of these large companies were using it. But if you've ever had, but, you know, let's say, I, I'll give you a scenario. I'll, I'll assume that a lot of our listeners like me had not heard of MoveIt. Uh, let's say that you had a bunch of data stored in AWS. And you had a bunch of data, or maybe no data at all, stored in Google Cloud, but you wanted a copy between the two. You wanted to move that, Right. Well, you could download it to your system and then upload it to the other one. Well, that's going to be bottlenecked on your WAN connection. Or you can leverage services like MoveIt to do direct connections, to move the data directly from one to the other, which is much, much faster. And this has been an idea that's been around in the Internet forever. I think um, way back... In the late 90s, I used a program called Flash FXP that would let you move between FTP servers. Uh, I've used Malt Cloud over the years, which lets you copy between cloud remember services. remember Malt Cloud, yeah. yeah. Uh, MoveIt is just a, another iteration in that idea of making it easy to move files, but they added a whole extra layer to it, which was not only could you connect it to two cloud services and copy between them, you could connect it to a cloud service and share files out through MoveIt, creating easy links, right? It's not... It's not the easiest to do a secure link to a file in AWS S3. But through MoveIt, it's pretty straightforward. You can create a guest link, share it out, and provide people access. And it's actually this feature that's kind of landed them in some hot water. So now that we know about it, I figured we would actually cover it this week.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate that. We're covering our bases here. <laughs> How dare you not be able to predict the future?
0: Don's S-
2: like, what do we need to talk about some of these big hacks for? I mean, it's only security <laughs> news. Everybody's
1: well, a
0: big hack.
2: You know, when <laughs> when you hear about, like, a hack in Windows or Mac OS, you know that there's millions of users yeah. that are affected by that. When you hear about a hack in Move It, you, you cue the song in your head. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, l- I do like to move every it, move it. Every time. Yeah. I hear <laughs> you say that. And, it uh, plays on repeat. I do have a tendency to drop it like it's hot, <laughs> as you should. As you, <laughs> so, should, as you
1: should. So, Christian, our director, teams to me as you guys were talking about this and, and referenced that song. So we're all on the same See, page, no, I think, no, internally. Yes. We're when, all playing that. When,
0: when yeah. you make a, um, a piece of software called Move It,
2: you you. I hope they license that music. Yeah, real Although, to
1: real actually inspired yes. that that uh, that piece of software.
2: When I think of that song, though, I always think of uh, King Julian mm-hmm. from oh, um, Madagascar. Madagascar. There yeah. we go. Yeah. 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 So, yes, <laughs> there we are. Stuff.
0: Well, yeah, Don, they got, uh, they got hit pretty good, though. They had a real nasty little bug there. What's interesting about this is so it was a SQL injection that ultimately was being used for initial access uh, to the Move It uh, devices. Interesting thing about this was, like you said, huge companies are using this. And when ultimately, I think this probably didn't get as much traction kind of to your points before because you wouldn't think, oh, a lot of people are to doing this. It had to be connected to the internet. Not everybody does that. right? Well, well in, in a way that access could be gotten from internet side of things and not necessarily from the back end, you could come in from anywhere and gain access to it. So there was that as well. It only affected a certain uh, subset of their appliances, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it kept kind of dwindling down, but the people that were using it, it had that perfect storm, were massive organizations. And it was something like, I think <laughs> when I first read about this, people were saying, what is this, 1997, a SQL injection? I thought we fixed this. <laughs> like, this should not be a problem. And then as they were triaging this, they actually, uh, I think it was Progress. If I, if,
2: uh, Progress is the yes, name of the company that makes The name of the it, company,
0: yeah. right? They, they uh, uh, hired Huntress to help them out. And you don't know who Huntress is. If you're familiar with John Hammond, Mm -hmm. John Hammond worked for Huntress or works for Huntress. So yeah, that's, that's their team. They went, Hey, did you notice this one as well? They found another completely different SQL injection problem with the same devices. So they were able to triage two CVEs for the same kind of attack. And then of course they realized, Oh yeah, this has actually been being exploited in the wild. Whoops! It was no bueno
2: for yeah. them. And, you know, Daniel, you have been involved in cybersecurity for quite some time, yeah. and you've studied the OWASP top 10 for many, many years. I've perused it once or twice. In all of the time, from day one of you learning about the OWASP top 10 to today, has SQL injection ever not been on that list? No. Now it's always there. It's always there. Always there. They, they change
0: it. At some point, it was like SQL injection named out specifically, and then they changed it to injection, but injections, and underneath that rubric is SQL injections, right? It's in the name. You probably noticed that.
1: It just like made it more broad, like injection attacks in general.
0: Right, because injections started becoming very popular because we take a lot of input from our users as we move more and more to web-based forms and access You have to take stuff in from an end user like username and address or an address, a password and other things. And it it then becomes a very big game of whack-a-mole to try to make sure all your software, where are all the inputs coming from? And I have to put filters and I have to put controls to make sure that there's parameterized queries or statements and, and things of that nature so that this does not happen. And I even think that, I want to say that, was it this one or was it another one? I, I read a lot of different exploits that happen, but I want to say that it was had to do with how it was basically reading from, no, no, that, that was a different one. Okay. Yeah, this was too.
1: <laughs> In your I'm old sorry, age, listen, things start to run together. I
0: basically read the entirety of the Hacker News like every day. And it, there's a lot of similarities between the different attacks and some of them especially some of the more esoteric things that you will never hear about. I
2: think we just witnessed a real-life buffer overflow. Yeah. Like right there. Yeah. Just I, had, I had two different <laughs> inside the same memory space. <laughs> and it was
0: pointing me to the wrong instructions. But it is it is kind of interesting, though, that, yeah, we are still dealing with SQL injection yeah. and down the road. I'm, I would assume that this is not going to be the last one we hear about.
2: Now, if, like me, you had never heard of It. And, and even the company behind it, Progress, you're like, yeah. well, that's a generic name, isn't yeah. it? Uh, let me give you a little history, uh, and, and or maybe this will jog your memory if you're like me. Uh, Progress used to be named Ipswich. Ipswitch has that been around for a there. long time. They are the makers of What's Up Gold, a very popular monitoring serv- uh, service where um, it you can run it on-prem, so it doesn't have to be cloud, although I think they do have a cloud solution where you can monitor all of your servers and other your know, network switches and so on for performance. Uh, and they also make the WSFTP client, uh, which has been around for a million years. I wonder if so. that's like the impetus of MoveIt. Right,
0: because it's basically an FTP type of service, right? Yeah, but secure in theory. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> in theory. With less SQL injections. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, so the company's been around a while. It's changed names a few times. Uh, and I'm I'm a little uncertain as to what their role is with Chef. Chef, the automation suite. Yeah. I, I don't know if Ipswitch created okay. that or Progress created that or whatever, but it's somehow attached to them as well. So they're an established IT company. Yeah. Uh, but if you are leveraging MoveIt at this point, uh, you know if it's publicly exposed, which is what it's designed to be, uh, you have to assume that an exploit has happened.
0: Yeah, that's not mm. fun. There are plenty of IOCs out there, so definitely check out their page um, where they have the uh, advisory for this. All the, all the pertinent information you need to help get this triaged is there for you. So if you are running MoveIt, you're going to want to take a look at that.
1: So I was going to say that we'll we'll move on from Move It, but we're actually not going to do that. <laughs> we're not done talking about it now that you have fear But in wait, your heart. there's more. We're, yeah, if you call right now. Uh, we are going to move on to our next segment, though. This segment is called Who Got Pwned?
0: Looks like you're about to
1: get pwned. Fatality. Yeah! I don't have an impression for that one. I haven't perfected my South Park character voices yet, so can't can't quite do that one yet. But uh, this article comes to us from BBC. It says BBC BA and Boots issued with ultimatum by cyber gang Clop. Boots of course being the monkey from Door the Explorer. Hmm. So oh, this also course. I'm kidding. This also has to do with that move it hack that we that we just talked about for a little bit. So this this gang Clop which is the most threatening name for a gang <laughs> ever uh, posted a notice warning firms that I were got the Clop. Fa- <laughs> That's exactly what I thought Sorry. when I read it. It was
0: right there. <laughs> I could
1: not <laughs> not <laughs> swing and hit I that. I wasn't gonna say it. I was like, no, I can't uh, say that. But you said uh, it for me. So, <laughs> you so just yeah. Say it with an
0: mo- Eastern European accent. The mo- there you,
1: go.
0: you have the, the most.
1: <laughs> 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 the most threatening gang name ever. They posted a notice warning firms that were affected by that move at Hack to email them before June 14th or stolen data will be published. So the companies named here were, I believe they were all uh, English companies, but of course it's a BBC article, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, UK News. So I'm assuming that it's not just these companies. There were Oh, right, yeah, presumably.
2: there's a lot. Yeah, the, the, the moral of this story, you know, sometimes we report on breaches or vulnerabilities or things that come out, but they haven't actually... We haven't seen them truly in the wild, right? Like, remember Heartbleed when that mm-hmm. one came out? That Everybody was going nuts. Like, this is horrible. It's terrible. People can get your private keys. But, like, no one ever fell victim to it. Yeah, it was a big deal. We had to patch. But you couldn't say, like, oh, this company got popped because nobody did. Hmm. And Spectre and Meltdown, as big a deal as that was, like, completely changed the performance of our hardware because of the mitigations no one really got hit by it so you know it was, is
0: that because we discovered them and mitigated it before it became an issue
2: i think that's mostly it and it was incredibly hard to leverage either one of them mm-hmm. right a really really difficult but in this case the move it exploit like daniel said just a few moments ago already has a poc that's out there which means the attackers figured this out months ago they're saying uh seven months i think yeah, it's it like, like october or something yeah a, a or while something. ago uh but researchers are only just now able to recreate it and put that POC out. Yeah. So this is actively in use, and that is what some organizations are learning. So the BBC actually received uh, uh, ransom demands, basically, saying, you know, look, you've got to uh, pay us out or, or we're going to leak some information. The ransomware gang here, it's just not really ransomware, though, because they just stole the data. They didn't yeah. encrypt it or delete it. Um, it's but, cyber-like.
0: Uh, exploitation or not, not exploitation, blackmail,
2: right? Yeah, blackmail
0: or extortion. Extortion, no. yes, yes, that's the right word. Yeah. There we go. No. Uh, would, uh, <laughs> so Damn, buffer overflow is still getting me.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so this is, you know, it's not good for them. And, and the reality is, just like with ransomware, uh, if you pay the people, there's literally no guarantee whatsoever that they're actually going to delete the which data. Which is
0: why we have double extortion, right? Like, uh, it's always fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so this one's a, a bad one if, again, if you are pr- a, a company or, or support a company that uses MoveIt, you kind of have to uh, just act as if you've been exploited already, as you've been compromised, and do the research and dig in and see so you can verify that. Uh, but certainly, you know, do your updates, do your patches, and make sure that you're protected.
0: I, love, I think I read it in the article, or maybe it was some um, other article I was reading about this, that they were saying that... Klopp was so busy they they were it was it was a blizzard of exploits when it came to this whole move it thing for them that they were like I, I, we can't put ransomware on this we'll just contact them and say hey contact us and get back to us and that's mm. that's basically where they were they were they were moving so fast at exploiting things that they just literally did not have time to do any other thing than exploit it exfiltrate data and move to the next target exploit and exfiltrate data move to the next target because they just wanted to Gather up as much as they possibly could, so that they could go. Well, now that we've got all this, we'll start sending. We'll start sending thank you
2: cards. Yeah, and yeah. Uh,
0: oh, by the way, pay us some money.
2: Although in this case, so sometimes this happens, and they have a really small window of time because yeah. they're like, "Hey, people are going to be patching and blocking this stuff." But here, I wonder how surprised they were, like after week one. And then, like, week four, yeah. and then it's been three or four months, and like, wow, uh, caught up on my queue of yeah. uh, exploitation emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it run like a corporate business? Or are they all sitting around,
0: hey, mom, how's it going, Jerry? You know, how are the kids? It's good. Oh, I got six ransomware exploits to pull off today. I don't know if I'm going to get it done. <laughs>
2: I bet they do. Like, did you log a JIRA ticket on it? Yeah. You know, yeah. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: three managers, Jerry. <laughs> These assholes are after me all day. <laughs> like, I do not see your ransoms coming in. <laughs>
2: they have to fill out a TPS. They got a yeah. quota. They got to hit, yeah.
1: I
0: feel like that's how it goes. I got to be honest. That's
1: the next Netflix sitcom that's going to come out.
2: Yeah.
0: Our time at Klopp. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think there's there's a, a genuine idea here. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we gotta pitch that. At to least Netflix a sketch. Sense. Or like a sketch, right? I gotta yeah. get that done. Yeah. We'll
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> do we'll do A we'll C I Night Live yeah. instead of Saturday. A C I Night Live. Yeah. That doesn't and make Which
0: make will sense. be A no. C I N L, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'll workshop it. I'll work on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, It could have been better. I just I was focused on the article. That's so okay. I wasn't, no. wasn't,
0: I wasn't you running have at to full do capacity. To help yourself sleep at night. Well.
2: <laughs> If you take away one thing from these two articles, it should be that that Don was wrong, and this was a significant event that we probably should have reported on a week or two ago. Uh, but I am kind of glad that we waited until now because we have more information. Yeah, a little
1: more info. Yeah, you were just trying to not jump the gun. You just wanted to make sure you had all the facts yep. before exactly you started it. offering opinions. So yeah, that's before all.
2: Stack my fake news on top of it. That's he was right.
1: <laughs> he was just being responsible. So now we will move on from move it. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our next segment. It's my favorite Dejan news.
0: Deja news,
1: and it's my favorite because it means that we've talked about this before, so I have some residual <laughs> knowledge left over. So this comes to us from the Hacker News. Barracuda urges immediate replacement of hacked ESG appliances. I think we just talked about this last week. Didn't we did. We? Yeah. So you may remember us talking about this. Um, so now Barracuda is saying, regardless of patch version level, they recommend you just fully replace. If you have an impacted ESG, just replace it, which is so great for people that, that were impacted by this. It's yeah. so convenient.
2: You know, sometimes you hear about a, a breach, and it's bad, right? And you think it can't get any worse, and then it does. Like, it somehow gets absolutely worse. This and is the hack I was thinking of earlier <laughs> that was taking over <laughs> my brain. <laughs> so Continue. When uh, when Barracuda first came out to to tell people that their appliances and virtual machines and virtual appliances, uh, that they were compromised or being actively exploited by a, a zero day, they said at the time, look, if you've got one of our hardware appliances, you need to patch and update it, right? If you've got one of our virtual appliances, we recommend you just redeploy a fresh and clean one and blow away the old one. And a lot of people were looking at that as weird, like, wait a minute. You're telling me just to throw away the virtual machine, but not the physical hardware. What did you do on the physical hardware that you couldn't do in a VM? Because that doesn't make any sense. Voodoo. Right? Well, <laughs> it turns out it was BS, right? So like the, the, the just patching and updating your hardware appliance isn't enough. And the Zero Day provided the attackers enough access on the system that they could get a foothold that Barracuda can't back out. Can't can't clean it up. And so they have come out with a further update saying if you leverage one of our Barracuda ESG appliances, you, you gotta replace it. You've you got to like literally ship the device back to Barracuda. They'll ship you a new one, or you can pay for an advanced replacement or whatever, you can take it offline, you know. But it's it's as bad as it gets for a hardware appliance. They're basically telling you, you cannot fix this in the field. You have got to ship it back. And At first I was surprised by this, but then I I remember uh, an encounter I had with Barracuda years ago uh, that was super frustrating. So we had a a Barracuda anti-spam device, and uh, it had two hard drives in it, and one of them failed.
0: It was a Western Digital. I don't
2: know. Maybe it was over three years old. So uh, it didn't (laughs) warn you. (laughs) So it had two hard drives in it, and they were in a software mirror, and one failed, and you would think, all right, hey, one failed, so it would flip over to the other one. But it was a software mirror, and it wouldn't do that. And so the idea was, if you had that failure, you'd send the appliance back to Barracuda, and they could recover the information off of the, the good drive, and then get the system back online and send it to you. And the the system was pretty locked down; like you couldn't get into the BIOS on it, you couldn't get mm. in to change anything. It was all locked down, and you had to send that appliance back. and I think that's what we're seeing here is Barracuda has had this business model of practically extortionate warranty calls like where you cannot fix things on-prem. You've got to send stuff back to them, and now it's biting them in the butt because everyone is considered to be exploited with this zero-day. It's bad, and everyone is having to send those devices back. Well, if you're a company and you have to go through that, are you going to keep doing business with Barracuda? That's a no, Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a guarantee. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's about as bad as it can get for a hardware vendor.
0: Wow, this straight up sucks right here. Because right. Because now everybody that's having to send their appliance back is going, hey, uh, hey Billy, go ahead and start looking at competitors and what their offerings are because I'm not going through this bullish
2: ever again. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this, uh, this CVE's got a, a CVSS score of 9.8. It's pretty bad. I mean, they can recover. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. could yeah. be 9.9. 9. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Can it actually it's get to 10? It's like that scene on um, Groundhog Day when he drives the truck off of the quarry, <laughs> right? And he it hits can still the ground. make it. He, he can still be all right. Ba boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Last week they were driving off the cliff, this week. Today the, the truck exploded yes don't drive angry yeah, okay. is is there any
1: any silver lining to all this or is it just straight up sucks
2: um i mean barry could have disclosed it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were honest they, yeah <laughs> they
2: didn't they didn't keep it secret so that's not much line. of a choice i don't think
1: yeah. it was just being exploited for seven months before they knew about it so it's like they yeah. but as soon as they knew they were they were forthcoming i guess yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm picturing like a like when you're a kid and you get sick and you it's like the middle of the night and you got to go tell your parents and you're standing in your mom's doorway you're like mom I threw up as barracuda standing in our doorway. Like, it seems
0: more like you, you. you walked over to your mom's bed and went, "Hey mom, I" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: And she was like open mouth snoring. <laughs> oh God. Uh. And then she wasn't. Well, because <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably not now. No,
0: probably
2: not. Oh, uh, the joys of children. Yeah. <laughs> um, good, aren't oh. they? Well. So the uh, the active theory that's out there, and, and, and Barracuda hasn't disclosed all the details on it, but the active theory is for it to be this bad, the attackers must have found some way to either modify the BIOS or the firmware of these appliances, something that goes beyond <sighs> what can normally be patched remotely. And, and that that's pretty bad, you know. Uh, security is 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 like an onion. It's supposed to be made of many layers, yes. right? Like a, an ogre, like an right? Ogre. An ogre is, is like a single an onion. point of failure. Um, but in this case, th- once the attackers were in, they had full access. It was really bad.
0: Well, I mean, the attackers liked it. They like, oh, I'm this sure. is that's heaven. silver
1: lining. Yeah, they, they
0: man, they're sending. <laughs> they're <laughs> sending their manager's
1: going to be happy.
2: Thinking <laughs> barracuda gift <laughs> baskets and thank you cards and <laughs> yeah. I, do we know the time frame on this one? Uh, sure. From I, I mean, we know that uh the patches went out may 20th so it's actually been patched for two weeks
0: like i said this one was the one that was oh
2: there was seven months yeah okay all right yep so that that sucks yeah straight (laughs) up that
1: sucks (laughs) okay well this was a roller coaster emotionally for me a roller coaster (laughs) of an episode i laughed i cried but mostly i cried and now we're going to learn some things. Uh, TechNATO is sponsored by ACI Learning, the people behind IT Pro. If you're listening from the TechNATO website, look for that sponsored by button. If you click on that, it will take you to the IT Pro website. So if you want to support the podcast, check out those courses. You can use the promo code TECHNATO30 and that'll get you a discount on your IT Pro membership. You can also check out ACI Learning's webinars and live on social events. We've got one coming up. It'll be next week, a week from the day this episode's released. It'll be June 22nd, myself and Anthony Zaquera talking about some cybersecurity stuff. It's going to be fun. It's Great times gonna be had by all. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll learn things. And I think that's pretty much all I got. Do you guys have anything to contribute to my to my spiel that I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed?
2: No, if uh,
0: my silence. voice wasn't gone. I would scream like the RoboCop guy. But
1: okay, silence in the peanut gallery. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. We do
2: actually. If any of you listeners out there have a good lead on a uh, inexpensive RoboCop helmet, yeah. <laughs> send that to because hundred bucks a pop on Etsy. <laughs> do so we have a PO humor.
1: box that we yeah. can give them an address to?
2: Not sure if you love it that much though. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> a
2: little on the pricey side. Yeah,
1: we'll start out. We'll start a GoFundMe for the for there you robot. Go. Keep
2: right. an eye out for when uh, when Spirit Halloween occupies the latest <laughs> abandoned yeah, store.
1: Oh. <laughs> so, so like mid July because that's when <laughs> they start popping <laughs> up. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of TechNado. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And we'll see you next week.